Before we start this week's episode of the Business Made Simple podcast, I want to wish you all a happy Business Made Simple Eve. Yeah, our podcast namesake, what our message is built from, it's all from the book Business Made Simple by Donald Miller, and it's finally available for purchase, download, audiobook. It all comes out tomorrow, January 19th. For those of you who have not pre-ordered yet, no worries. Just go to Amazon.com or put on a mask and support your local bookseller by buying it there. Here's the thing. I feel like we're all in the same spot. I know I go from Zoom meeting to Zoom meeting to kids back to Zoom meeting. Then to top it all off, I'm supposed to stay hydrated, eat regularly, and then, and then maybe sleep. It honestly feels like we have no time. But what's amazing about Business Made Simple is that the book is broken down into 60 short daily entries, along with accompanying videos where Don helps you focus on the tangible skills it takes to offer extreme value to your organization, all while building your company, your career, and your legacy. Legacy, that sounds pretty important. Just make it part of your morning routine. Read the daily entry, watch the corresponding video every morning, well, actually, you know, you can give yourself the weekends off. You deserve it. And do this all while enjoying your morning cup of coffee. Or for my tea lovers out there, a little ginger turmeric action. Read, watch, sippy sip sip. Then fast forward 60 days later and boom! It's like you got an NBA in business for 20 bucks instead of 80 grand. It all becomes a reality tomorrow, January 19th, when Business Made Simple, the book, is released into the wild. Order it from Amazon or wherever you buy books. And now, on with the show. You're listening to the Business Made Simple podcast. As a company, we certify the world's best business coaches. And on this podcast, we teach you everything you need to know to grow a business. This is part three of our seven-part series, How Your Business is Like an Airplane. If you haven't already, make sure you go back and listen to part one of our series, where our host Donald Miller and co-host Dr. J.J. Peterson and Kula Callahan break down how your business is like an airplane and then discuss how all the pieces of the airplane work together and keep it in the air. Next, check out part two, the cockpit, where the trio, Don, J.J. and Kula, talk leadership and what's actually needed to pilot your business, along with the tools and systems you need to stay on course. But if you did that already, get ready for part three, the right engine or your marketing. But hold up, I forgot to say, we're going to do things a little bit differently this episode. We all know true crime and murder mystery podcasts are all the rage, and at Business Made Simple, we totally wanted in on that action. So today, we're switching up genres to present a whodunit murder mystery, Business Made Simple style. Something unspeakable has happened. A crime has been committed. In other words, a business has been murdered. I am Constable slash podcast producer Bobby Richards, and luckily I can report that detectives Donald Miller, Dr. J.J. Peterson, and Kula Callahan are now at the scene, piecing together the clues to solve this mystery. I implore you, brave listener, to follow along with our investigators to determine the cause of this horror and what must be done so it shan't ever happen to your business. And with that, business made simple is afoot. A business has died. <gasps> 
Dun dun dun. Now this is a this is a fictional business, but uh-huh. for, uh, for all intents and purposes, this has happened to many businesses. You two are playing the detectives, and you have to figure out, along with the audience, uh-huh. how this business died. So I'll tell you okay. a little bit about the business, and then you can ask me some questions. Okay. Uh, this business belongs to a man named Chad. 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 Okay. Grew up in Chad. I already know why it died. <laughs> Would you like to take Sorry, one Chad. of your guesses? You one of my favorite three. people is Chad. I probably shouldn't have said that. Okay, go on, go on, go on, go on. That's not one of my guesses. Okay, so, so uh, Chad runs a brewery, started a brewery in Pocatello, Idaho. Beautiful town. <laughs> gorgeous. gorgeous. It is gorgeous. It's, 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 it's honestly a gorgeous town if uh-huh. nobody's ever been to Pocatello. Let's all go. You've yep. never been. I have been to Pocatello. You've I used been to drive. To yeah, I used to drive through Pocatello when Are I lived in Portland right on my way to Colorado every single summer. Love it. I'd go to Pocatello. What? Island. Yeah, and I'd stop by Chad's Brewery. <laughs> I <laughs> Chad, guess. when it was alive. <laughs> yeah, when it was alive. Okay, now it's just okay. a graveyard of uh-huh. beer cans and. So it's not location because we love the town. We love the town. Okay. The brewery is called Blue Mountain Beer. Okay. Okay. It's a it's a brewery and restaurant. It won awards mm. for its beer. It won awards for its food. Okay. Mm. And it's dead. Okay. And, Go and, on. and you guys have to figure out a reason. Why it died. And what murdered it. What murdered it. Okay. Okay. What are the rules though? The rules are you can ask me all sorts of questions. Okay. Preferably questions that would help our audiences figure out their marketing <laughs> and their business. <laughs> and, and then if you a have clue. a guess, a you have to say, I know who the killer is. Okay. And then you each get two guesses. I'm sweating already. I know you are. <laughs> You're spitzing a little bit. I can I'm see it in because I'm excited about this. I don't know why, but this is making me really excited. Okay, mm. question number one. So we we've already established. Sorry, I'm talking out loud. We've already established the food is good. They've won awards. So they've won awards. It, and and so my first question is: Were the people who won those awards and kind of in charge of the place there when the business died? Yes, everybody who was there from the beginning. Okay. Uh, the business lasted three years. Okay. Uh, and then it died. And everybody who was there from the beginning and who won the awards and who created the beer that won awards was there on the day that it died. Okay. <laughs> so not necessarily like a leadership problem with like change in leadership or anything like that. No. Oh, that's an interesting question, JJ. No. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> okay. So you're saying it wasn't necessarily a people problem, right? Their leadership was, not, was great. No, no. Okay. So their product won awards, their food and their beer, but I'm right. wondering... How they price their product? Because a lot of businesses mm. die because their product's really great, but they're not that profitable. Ooh, so yeah. Like, I like how you're going one, through the airplane here. Were they taking payments? Because a lot of people, t- I mean, some businesses <laughs> give, <laughs> give out, out, you know, way too much free beer. Yeah. So were they selling it at a price point that allowed them to flourish? Was it profitable? Well, uh, you know, the average restaurant runs a very slim profit margin. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, they sold a lot of alcohol, uh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'm here to tell you that they ran an incredibly profitable business. So it's okay. not people, product, or profit. Or profit. Mm-hmm. So they profitable. So they made money, but that how you have to make money is by selling a lot of profit at a profitable rate. Mm. Was there a demand? Yeah. Was there a demand? Uh, No. Oh, <gasps> dun, dun, dun. You're okay, on okay, we're on to something here. Okay. Wait, wait, my turn, my turn, my turn. Okay. Did they have a website? They did. Was it good? Yeah. Uh, you people are marketing people. I'm a detective. <laughs> no, we're the detective. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you if it's oh, good. Yeah, we'll okay. tell you if it's good, but you what tell us what was the their... headline of the website. Best tasting beer and food in Pocatello. 
Oh, that's not that's terrible, not bad. actually. Yeah, it's not that's bad. really good. I like it. Pretty. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not cute or clever. It's clear. And yeah. It begs the question, is this really the best? It's, yes. It opens the story question that you have, so to, people have to go, go to eat it. to answer. But uh, there weren't a lot of people in the restaurant. We're not a lot of people. Okay. Very profitable. Very profitable. So everything they actually sold made a profit. They just weren't selling as much because there was not a high demand. That's right. That's They'd right. not created a high demand. The killer was... So you're, you, you want to... You, you, I get two official. guesses. So this, this is, is official. official. Okay. The killer was... They didn't get peop- enough people to their website. No. Oh. oh. <laughs> we still don't know who the killer is. Okay, so the headline on their website was decent. Yep. It wasn't a lack of people going to the website that killed mm-hmm. the business. Right. No demand, though. Did they have a sales funnel? Yes. They oh, did? They did? Yeah. yeah, they did. They oh, had now a, they that had is a lead generator. Okay. What? That collected email addresses. Okay. And then they sent emails to the people who. What did uh, the email say? Manager. What was the gist of the emails? Was it come into our brewery the, the and eat were, our award winning food? They, they were, they were, they were, there was a few. There was, there was a special offer. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, they sent out that email. So that was time sensitive? It was time sensitive. You have to come okay. in by such, such time. Okay. Uh, there was a, a video from the chef talking about how often they flip their burgers. Okay. Because uh, Chad's uh, <laughs> Blue Mountain Brewery was known for flipping burgers six times, and many of the other breweries in town flipped them once or twice. Okay, so they differentiated. They differentiated, yeah, okay. and uh, and and created some personality there, uh-huh. right? And then the next one was a uh, a coupon. Okay, you got cheese fries. You got cheese fries. So yeah, with the beer. Well, you offered. They offered value to anybody who come in. They get. They increased the value of their product. In right. those emails, though, did they tell their customers to come into the restaurant? Yes. And calls buy to the action. Food? So there was strong I, calls I, to I action. I see what you're getting at. Calls to action were very clear. Did they cast a vision for what life was like when people came into the restaurant? Did they show the success a customer would experience when they came in? Y- yeah. I mean, you know, the three emails they sent, they had, uh, they had smiley happy people. So, okay. Wait, wait, I'm, they, wait, wait, I, just, I need to wrap my head around this. Brain dump. Yep. Go. So, okay. So it wasn't a people problem. It wasn't a leadership problem. They had a clear website. It wasn't clever or The message was good. The message was good. They had a sales funnel that they actually followed up with their customers with emails, yes. getting them in the, yes. in the restaurant. They had clear calls to action. They cast a vision of a happy customer, what life is like for them. They offered value through coupons. They did time sensitive Offers. Mm-hmm. All of those are fantastic marketing yes. examples. And they still died. Okay. They died. Okay. After three years. After three years. Is it time for... Okay. I'm, I want to guess, but I don't want to waste the no, guess. No, you should. Well, well, you haven't even guessed once. That's not true. Yeah. You, you have, you have said the killer thing. is. You have not You've said the questions. killer is. That's the rule. We follow the okay. rules. Mm, some of us do. <laughs> <laughs> What's your guess? Make a guess. My guess... The killer is... Is that the killer is they didn't have a cash register in the brewery to take people's money. <laughs> so they sold profitable goods, but they never actually took people's money. You are wrong. Dead. They actually had a cash register. They actually had they a cash register. Cash. Not okay. a lot of it, but they took cash. <laughs> okay. Not enough of it, I should say. Oh, I am, I'm stumped. I'm honestly. Well, let, let me go through the facts. Okay. Let me go through the facts. Okay, go. Uh, Chad started a brewery, award-winning recipe. Chad's sister Nancy, she uh, did the marketing. She created uh-huh. a fantastic website. There was a lead yep. generator. She collected tons of email addresses, and then she sent out three emails. Then the, there was a cash register in the store. Uh-huh. The people were great. They had a good vision and mission for the store. I mean, you know, overhead was, was you know, overhead is big for a restaurant, but yep. not too big that the yep. product shouldn't have uh, sold. Plenty of people live in Pocatello. Plenty yep. of demand. It just didn't work. 
The killer is, and not to fame, I'm going to make my last guess. This is my last guess. This is it. The killer is they did not continue a relationship with the customers with ongoing emails and stay connected with them. JJ, that is the killer. Yeah. Serious? <laughs> what? Three emails. It was. He I said, said three it like emails. six times. He you said they sent out three emails. emails. You got to keep in touch with these people. Yes, I you have knew to keep that. reminding them that they exist because there's so much competition out there. Yeah. You should have emphasized the three. He did. I did it he three did. Times. He did. He said three years. No, when, no, when he just said friends, it. listeners, I heard go it. back and listen no, to the facts it. of this case. That collected email addresses. There was a special offer. There was a, a video from the chef talking about how often they flip their burgers. And then the next one was a, uh, a coupon. The three emails they sent, they had smiley happy people. Dad gummit, <laughs> yeah. are you serious? Yeah. Okay, but what you guys were doing, you know, you, you, you quickly went through the airplane. You know, you, you talked about leadership, you asked questions about cash flow and, and revenue, mm -hmm. you know, dealing with the, the, the fuel tank of the airplane. You asked about the wings, the products, and we, we quickly kind of got into the marketing and you guys figured out maybe, maybe because this is the marketing episode that the problem is probably <laughs> the marketing. But then you guys were comparing, you were, you were asking me questions, trying to figure out which piece of a marketing sales funnel is missing. So to deliver value to our customers and make this more than a murder mystery, <laughs> what are and what have you seen and what did we write a book about, JJ? I yeah. mean, what all should our listeners have so that they don't let a murderer into their business? <laughs> but real quick, what, what do we need in our, our sales funnel? So the first thing you need is a one-liner. It's basically a statement that you can tell somebody that piques their curiosity about what it is you actually do. And you can put it on your back of your business card. You right. put it on your website. And we've got a formula for a one-liner. It's basically problem, solution, resolution. So after the one-liner, then? Then you need to have a clear website. Your header, the header of your website needs to be very clear about what you offer your customers. And you need a strong call to action and you need to show how you make your customer's life better. Those are the three things that need to be in the header. The grunt test. What do we you call offer? it passing the grunt test. You need to be able to clearly state what you offer, how people get it and how you make their lives better in such a clear way that a caveman can grunt it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then a lead generator. I'll take this part. A lead generator that you offer in exchange for an email address. So, you know, Chad's Brewery might offer something like uh, the recipe for their famous barbecue sauce that you can make at home, or you get on their email list to find out when the big games are happening, or you get on their email list to get discounts. New or brew releases. Yeah, brew, brew releases. <laughs> uh, you get that, those sort of things. Uh, any excuse you can to get an email address. Yep. And then really what you do with the email address is you send out these emails and all you're doing with your emails is reminding people you exist. Mm -hmm. And here's what killed Chad and Nancy's brewery. They stopped reminding people that they existed and so people stopped coming. Yeah. And they stopped putting money in the cash register and the business went down. It's an yep. all too common tale. Yeah. <laughs> and here, here's, where it really, here's where it really hurts. A lot of people, their business doesn't die. But they don't realize they could be doing double, triple, quadruple yes. the numbers yep. uh, if they were to build a sales funnel. You know, these airplane mechanics go in and they analyze these engines to see if they're flight ready and flight worthy. You know, our guides, you as a business owner, you go in and you look at your marketing and you say, okay, 
Do we have, are we collecting email addresses? When people go to our website, is it clear? Are we sending emails reminding people that we exist? Do we have a lead generator that collects those emails? The purpose of those email addresses is not just to tell you that who's on the podcast this week or what we're going to talk about. The purpose is to remind you we exist. And they didn't remind customers that they exist and it killed their company. We got to analyze that ride engine and get that ride engine correct. Now, we've used a lot of airplane metaphors. This is an exciting day because this podcast comes out on a Monday. January 18th. January 19th, which is a Tuesday, is the release of Business Made Simple, the book. So you can go to Amazon.com. You pre-order the book right now. The first 10 days, if you don't know yet, the book is you sit and pour a cup of coffee. You read 60 daily entries, 60 days in a row, and you get a free email each day for 60 days. That is a video version of the entry that you just read. It is better than an MBA, and you get it in 60 days. Now, if you want to just binge watch and binge read, feel free. You, you get the access to do that. Uh, but the idea is to drip it out slowly so that you get a really solid business education. The first 10 days are about the character traits of somebody who makes a lot of money. Like what are those character traits? Then there's five days on mission statement guiding principles. Then there's five days on personal productivity. Then, and this is why I'm saying all this, there's five days on how a business works like an airplane. So you're saying, Don, where is this written down? I want to watch a video where you explain the airplane. That's where it's written down. It's written down in those five days. So you can go to Amazon.com, grab Business Made Simple. Here's a bonus. Forward your receipt to book at businessmadesimple.com by Friday the 22nd at midnight. And I'll give you another free mini course called Zero to Ten. How to grow your company from zero to 10 million. I'm going to share everything that I learned about growing a company, including how I arrange my five checking accounts and how I use them. So I, 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 more than 10,000 people have already gotten that course because they pre-ordered the book. Uh, you want to get in because we, are re- we really are going to take it away Friday, uh, January 22nd, because we're going to repurpose that great, valuable material for something else in the future. So go to Amazon.com, pick up Business Made Simple, forward your receipt when they email you that receipt, forward it to book at businessmadesimple.com. You will be uh, watching that free mini course literally tonight. We'll get it right to you. Well, there you have it. The mystery's been solved. And now you know all the parts you need to inspect in your marketing engine to keep your business from being on our next Who Done It episode. And make sure you buy Business Made Simple, the book, which comes out January 19th, to take all the mystery out of how to operate and build your company. And along with the book, you can also hire one of our StoryBrand certified marketing guides to be your detective or mechanic. Either way, our guides can make all the necessary adjustments to keep your marketing engine running smooth and safe. And we'll make you a lot more money. Go to marketingmadesimple.com and hire a guide today. In fact, JJ chatted with StoryBrand Certified Marketing Guide, Daniel Bushes. In their conversation, Daniel shared how his company, Built by Love, worked with a client where on the surface, everything seemed perfect. But after a closer look, their marketing engine definitely needed retooling. Daniel also reveals his top three tips on how any company can produce and utilize video to clarify their message and attract more business. Daniel, you know, when we reached out to a couple different guides and you sent us a story about working with Greenwich Sports Medicine and they are, I mean, at face value, you look at who they've worked with and they're pretty 
unbelievable, right? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, absolutely. So Greenwich Sports Medicine is a best in class sports rehab clinic. They do everything from helping ordinary people like you and I mm -hmm. uh, get out of pain, primarily from past injuries. Uh, and they also help Olympic athletes and professional athletes at the highest caliber to improve their game and to rehabilitate from uh, injuries uh, in the sports yeah. that they perform in. And when we're saying like athletes, we're like literally talking like the Yankees and the Rangers and like Olympic athletes. And um, did I see Drake on the list? Was Drake one yeah, of their clients? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm so blessed to be part of the story brand community and have the opportunity to work with amazing clients uh, like Greenwich. But when you talk to them about the 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 stories that they have, yeah, and the uh, level of uh, athletes that they've worked with is is truly amazing. I bring that up because you would think so they're best in class, right? They're obviously they're best in class, and you would think somebody who works with clients like that already has their messaging worked out perfectly and they don't actually even really need to create marketing and messaging. So what was it that they came to you with and how did you kind of begin helping them even do greater things? When they came to us, you know, they didn't have a problem of having, of course, a great product and a great service and happy clients and customers. But the, the differentiator for them was, hey, we know that there's a subset of our clientele that are elite athletes, mm -hmm. but the bulk of our business are ordinary people that tend to be, you know, between 40 and 60 and they, they want to remain active. And we don't know how to take both of these messaging to say, hey, we have the technology and the services and the firepower, the staff and the talent to work at the top level of the industry, yeah. but also we can work for people just like you. And so then how did you begin shifting them to kind of a, a unified message around that? So we invested some time with them to really get clear who are the people that if you could only serve these types of people that came through your doors every day that you would provide best in class services. And let me real quick, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you because most people would still lead with Drake and the Yankees, when you lead with that, a lot of times for the normal average person, that makes the story, the marketing story about Greenwich. It doesn't have anything to do with me. I could look at Greenwich and go, oh my gosh, you guys are amazing, but you have nothing to do with me because you work with those amazing athletes. And when you pause at the beginning and say, wait, who is the story about? Who is our ideal client? And how, who do we want to direct the major part of the marketing towards. We still have this other piece that is a big part of it. But when you stop and pause and go, the story isn't about us. The story isn't about us, you know, going, being escorted backstage. The story isn't about us getting into private boxes. That's fun. And that's really cool to hear. But when it comes to marketing and messaging, you go, who is our customer? Because our customer is the hero of the story that we need to be telling. Yeah, you bring up a really good point because when we broke it down, they ended up having three different ideal customers. And, you know, one of them being, you know, the 40 something year olds that want to remain active. Mm -hmm. Then you had their children that might be entering high school or college and they want them to excel at sports while they're in their prime. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the third ideal customer are the professional athletes and the organizations where you're reaching out to the director of sports or whatever for the professional league. 
you have to have the right message to the right audience. 100%. And so then crafting kind of that overall message for the overall brand, but then individual messages that more target those specific types of clients. Absolutely. And so, I mean, once we understood the ideal customers, we then, of course, used the story brand framework to map out that hero's journey for those ideal customers. Yeah. And then, you know, that's just the foundation. That's the starting point. So once you have that in place, then what we did is we said, okay, now we have to figure out the actual customer's journey. Mm -hmm. So what happens when they come in and they're just learning about you? What happens if they want to learn more about a specific thing? If it's like back pain or knee pain or acupuncture or whatever your services are. And then all the way through to they booked an appointment, they've gone to the appointment, they're now an active customer and so forth, right? So we had to map out all those different critical stages. Then once we have those stages mapped out, the next thing we did is we said, okay, you have amazing stories. Mm -hmm. How do we infuse points of delight along the way Mm. that we have the right messaging and the right content that at every point in the customer's journey, and then once we mapped out those assets, it became very clear, your stories of these successes that you've helped people outside of professional boxers, out outside of Olympic athletes that they've helped, you know, there was a mom that got into a really bad car accident and they were worried that she wasn't ever going to be able to fully walk or function again. Yeah. And Greenwich Sports Medicine got her back to full functionality. And now she enjoys being a professional spin instructor for a, a local fitness facility which is an amazing thing where yeah. at one point in time, they weren't even sure if you were going to be able to walk yes. without a cane or a walker. Yeah. And now you're inspiring hundreds, if not thousands of people a year to get fit and be you know, active. We identified those people. And then we said, we've got to come on site. We've got to shoot video. We've got to take everything that we've developed thus far and the brand script and translate that not into written content for the website, the design assets, emails, but also let's capture those stories in video. How do you apply the story brand framework to creating great videos? So we have a very simple formula that we've used for years and it works really, really well. And it really follows the story brand brand script. And it's what was your life like before the transformation, Uh right? So what was your pain? What was the frustration of you trying to find the solution, but you failed at that? Right. Yep. And then what happened when you found the solution, right? Your guide. Mm-hmm. And then what was that? What was that experience like? What was the transformation like? What's your life like now at the very end? Yeah. Oh, you're just following a short, succinct story. And at the end, well, we always ask them if someone was, you know, considering working with this client business, so forth, what might you say to that person? And then you get the most amazing responses that, that are not scripted. I mean, this is truly coming from them. This is a testimonial. Uh, That's so true. You always have to understand what the character wants and what problems they're experiencing. Then they meet the guide who gives them a plan. And then ultimately we need to know what life looks like after. And when you can break that down into, you know, essentially almost like a three act structure, like what you're kind of doing with these videos and say, troubles, frustrations ahead of time, how that your life changed and what your life's like now. That really is a pretty succinct formula that I think a lot of people can follow. Absolutely. Yeah. If you have engaging content, that's going to be relatable and provide value. 
what's happening is people are spending, you know, three minutes on the website per page, sometimes even longer because they're completely engaged. They're, they're listening to these stories. These people are relatable to them. Outside of web world, when you say, well, they spent three minutes on, a, on the website, that doesn't feel like a lot of time unless you consider that the average time is three to five seconds, right? <laughs> so yeah. if the average time people spend on a web page is three to five seconds and you're getting people through this content and through good storytelling and through good videos, getting them to spend three minutes on there, now you're building a relationship with them. And we're doing all that through the storytelling and we're doing it in the best possible way, which I mean... We know movies are very successful. We know people love stories. We know story brand works. Let's use the video aspect of it. It's a great platform to supplement everything else. If you want to work with the best marketers in the world, hire a story brand certified marketing guide today. Just go to marketingmadesimple.com or if you're a marketer and want to join our amazing community, apply now at storybrand.com/guide. today's closing thought, I want to explain why the StoryBrand framework can be, well, dangerous. That's right, it's dangerous. It's true that narrative formulas are used all the time to write novels and screenplays and that every time you turn on your television you're watching and interested in whatever you're watching because whoever created that form of entertainment or news or even sports used the elements of story to get and keep your attention. But the truth is, these story formulas can be misused and even abused. The story will hijack your brain if you let it. Daniel Goleman has written an introduction to Viktor Frankl's new book, Yes to Life. And, and yes, uh, Viktor Frankl does have a new book out, even though he died in 1995. It's a series of his speeches that were originally given in German in the 1940s. Interestingly, Goleman chose as a topic in the introduction, among others, the idea that propaganda is uh, rampant in the United States right now. That is, that we are beginning to believe more and more stories that simply aren't true, and this is dangerous. Daniel Goldman says, Propaganda, as we learned in my civics class, relies on not just lies and misinformation, but also on distorted negative stereotypes, inflammatory terms, and other such tricks to manipulate people's opinions and beliefs in the service of some ideological agenda. Hitler had argued that people would believe anything if it was repeated often enough and if disconfirming information was routinely denied, silenced, or disputed with yet more lies. Frankel knew well the toxicity of propaganda deployed by the Nazis in their rise to power and beyond. It was aimed, he saw, at the very value of existence itself, asserting the worthlessness of life, at least for anyone like himself who fell into a maligned category like gypsies, gays, Jews, and political dissidents, among others. Uh, Goldman would go on to say in the introduction, throughout the centuries, as today, the same disinformation playbook has been put to use by authoritarian rulers worldwide. The signs are clear, shutting down opposition media, quashing dissident voices, and jailing journalists who dare to report something other than the prevailing party line. The danger of substituting for real, objective news instead sets of lies, flimsy conspiracy theories, and us-versus-them hatreds has been amplified by digital media, where those who share beliefs in some or another distorted outlook can find online refuge, among others whose minds are likewise set in sympathetic worldview. I think this is a, 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 certainly a problem in America. It's, it's become worse uh, during my lifetime, and I think there are several reasons. 
One of the reasons is we get our news on the same device and sometimes in the same application where people can easily spread conspiracy theories. If you're getting your news from Twitter, you're just getting links to news and also links to conspiracy theories and articles that uh, that have uh, very little association with the truth. The problem is that when somebody hears a story, they enter into something called narrative transportation. Dr. Peterson, my co-host on this podcast, wrote his dissertation on narrative transportation and how the story brand framework actually causes it to happen in the human brain. When somebody enters into narrative transportation, they believe so firmly in the story they are engaged in, sadly, they will deny or ignore facts that seem to disprove or disrupt the story. It seems today that we come to believe something is true, and then we accept facts that affirm that belief and deny uh, facts that don't. And of course, facts I say in quotations, because some of these are not facts at all. Truth is what gets lost. Once the story enters into the brain, it feels so good, it makes so much sense, even in its perverted form, that we really have trouble accepting facts that um, destabilize our sense of intellectual comfort. And so we believe that Barack Obama was a Muslim, or uh, that he wasn't born in America, or that Donald Trump uh, had a, a private home on Jeffrey Epstein's island. We believe these things because they give us comfort. They, they support the narrative that is already in our brain. The problem is when we stop believing things or understanding what is true, we begin to make decisions based on faulty evidence, faulty narratives. And then we begin to make bad decisions and bad decisions lead to economic loss. They lead to the loss of life. They lead to uh, the, the dehumanizing of people who aren't like us more often than not. If you've read Building a Story Brand, use the framework wisely to do good in the world. We intended that book, or I intended that book, to help uh, entrepreneurs clarify their message and explain to people how they can solve their problems and to grow their companies and to create jobs. The words we use and the stories we tell matter. They have consequences. We should all work to bring good stories into the world. Let's just make sure those stories are true. Thanks for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast. And if you're considering becoming a Business Made Simple certified coach, you can apply now at certifiedbusinesscoach.com. And on the flip side, if you want to hire a Business Made Simple certified coach, just visit us at hireacoach.com. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or honestly, wherever you listen to podcasts. The Business Made Simple podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by me, Bobby Richards. It's hosted by Donald Miller and co-hosted by Dr. J.J. Peterson and Kula Callahan. Tim Schur is our executive producer, and Melissa Paduzzi and Lindsay Frail are co-producers. Music from this episode is from East West Social, Jamie Lono, Eagle Lake, Spirit City, Louis II, Chris Coleman, and Smokehouse. And remember, Business Made Simple, the book, is finally available January 19th. Order now on Amazon or wherever you buy books. That's all for this episode. We'll see you next week. Music